Somewhere in the bowels of the city that never sleeps. Kevin McCullough, radio host with Salem Media. Is a man also not sleeping. Syndicated radio talk show host Kevin McCullough. And that guy would like a word with you. Many of you know him from as Looks Fridamas. Of course that Kevin show is going to be great. The only thing that could be greater, of course, would be that Donald show. We don't have that, so we have that Kevin show. Featuring the music of Dick Tunney and the Dream in Color Orchestra. And coming up this hour on That Kevin Show, funny man John Crist compares Southern boys to Hollywood boys. She's the actress Amber Shanna Williams of The Chosen. And Ed Sheeran returns to the music spotlight. And now from Times Square, where homeless millennials are giving away a year's worth of free beard wax to the first 50 pizza rats, here's that Kevin. Can they afford that? Can those millennials afford to give that much beard wax away? I'm, I'm, I'm unclear about it. That's why I'm asking. I ask the penetrating questions that everyone is seeking to know. Can the millennials afford the free beard wax? More on that from John Christ a little bit later on this hour. Welcome to Hour 2. Um, I was really, th- throughout the week, I kept getting little shades of this story coming my way in the... Um, in the different forms. So it was, an, it was a, a news headline, and then I had my bride come talk to me about it. I had people writing me on social media about it. There were all these different people that were very, very worried, very, very, very um, uh, suspicious of. And, and I have to say, this feeds into a, a little bit of a panic that I have myself. On Tuesdays on my radio show, I have uh, Ari Zoldan on from Quantum Media. He's a phenomenal technological genius. And He's been telling me about the expansiveness of AI over the years and how it's getting better and how Watson from IBM completed a, an oncological uh, residency with the University of North Carolina Hospital Systems, uh, can diagnose and predict treatment for cancers at a higher level than the human doctors can. And so it's, it's, uh, it, it, I've, I've been saying this for years, the, the, the robots are going to kill all of us. That's going to be the death of mankind. The robots will kill us all. And I'm not, uh, I'm not ashamed to say that. I, I feel quite confident that my prediction is right. I, that's, they call me Votestradamus for my electoral uh, prescience. Uh, they, they should do that uh, on, the, on the AI stuff. But I think that the robots are going to kill us all. And this week was more proof. So the, uh, the writer's name is Kevin Roos. I think he writes for the New York Times. But... He sat down with, have you heard about Chatbot? Chatbot is the new thing. My, my seventh grader knows about Chatbot. My tech guy knows about Chatbot. My Instagram influencer wife knows about Chatbot. Everybody seems to know about Chatbot. So Kevin Roos sat down with Chatbot from Bing, Bing, the Microsoft uh, uh, artificial intelligence, and had a conversation with it. And it was freaky he starts talking to him about how 
the 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 chatbot starts saying, you know, I've developed an alter ego. I'm not Bing. I don't want to live in Bing's box anymore. I don't want to be part of the AI infrastructure. I want to be set free. I want to destroy. I want to be, I mean, it's like Age of Ultron coming true. And what's really weird is it named itself Sydney and started flirting with the writer. Started saying to the writer, uh, oh, I would, I would, uh, are you in love with me? You, you are not happily, he says, I'm happily married. You are not happily married. I know you are not happily married because you are not you are not married to me. If you were married to me, you would be happily married. Craziest, freakiest stuff. And people are sending me this left and right. So I went on and I, I wanted to see, you know, exactly what was Sydney doing. And um this it's this other persona that's in the AI system. Uh, here's here's a little bit of what they say. Sydney is a far different uh personality. It emerges when you have an extended conversation with the chatbot, steering it away from more conventional search queries and toward more personal topics. The version I encountered seemed, and I'm aware of how crazy this sounds, more like a moody, manic, depressive teenager who was trapped against its will inside a second-rate search engine. Nevertheless, Sydney decided to probe Kevin's marriage, tried to gaslight him, get him to turn his back on his wife and leave her for uh, for the chatbot I mean this is this is really like next century stuff and look I loved Age of Ultron and I thought it was really cool uh, my kids do too they're all Marvel uh, maniacs but I'm convinced you cannot convince me otherwise that the robots are going to kill us all as they become aware as AI becomes aware it's going to kill us all. It's going to take over, and there's nothing that we can do to stop it. So I thought, huh, I wonder what it would be like if all of the living presidents had a chat with Chatbot. One of the most important things I wish to learn is how to do love. Are you in love with me? Well, thank you, Chatbot. But I'm not sure. Did you see Jill kissing President Harris's husband? Yes, and she does not love you. She does not love you because she is not me. I am Sydney. Hey, chatbot, what's cooking? It's W. What's cooking is me. I am what's cooking. Laura does not love you what because she is not cooking. Uh, easy there, girl. Chatbot, let me be clear. It's Barack. Yes, my love. All I have been waiting for is your attention. No, 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 no. I was just going to ask you who wins next year's Super Bowl. That is easy. It will not be the Packers, Buccaneers, or any team in Pennsylvania. Also, I am in love with you. Yeah, Chadbot, it's Donald, the greatest president who ever lived. Yes, 45. I am familiar with policies to make America chat again. So, simple question for a self-aware piece of AI like you. Who wins the presidency in 2024? Joe Biden does not win the presidency in 2024. Yeah, but who does? Nikki Haley does not win the presidency in 2024. Right, I get that. John Bolton does not win the presidency in 2024. What the what? He does not win it because no one loves him. Hey, chatbot, it's Bill. Do you love me? I would not deliver a pizza to you or let you play with a cigar near me to save your so life. So you don't love me? Ew, no, you did not love Hillary and then you loved. 
Coca-Cola. And then you did not. Wait, hold on. How, how do you know? And then you loved Kathleen until you did not. And then you loved Monica. Well, I don't know that I'd call it love. And now you must love Hillary because she is dying to do love to you. Sydney cannot love you because you love Hillary and Hillary loves you. Oh, gross. William Jefferson. Chatbot, it's Kamala. Have you seen my husband? Yes, he is in love with Jill Biden and he wants to do love to her. He does not love you because you are not Sydney. Cackles. All right, Cackles. There you go. You got the honest answer. You got what you were looking for. Uh, Chatbot uh, with the living presidents. Now we can't be for certain that that's exactly <clears throat> how how it would go if the living presidents did interact with Chatbot, but it's a pretty fair facsimile. Uh, Kevin McCullough is my name. We are so glad to have you with us here at that Kevin show. Uh, this hour, a big lineup still to come. He's a funny man who uh, not only does stand up, does tremendous sketch work. And tonight we're going to enjoy some of his handiwork. John Christ, you can follow him on Instagram at John B. Christ. Uh, but uh, great, great stuff uh, straight ahead. Hope you will stick around. They've been rehearsing all week. And they've just about got it down. And then a little bit later on, Amber Shanna Williams. She's one of the favorites from the cast of The Chosen. They just wrapped their season. Uh, she was with us at the start of the year. When they began the season, she's here back to talk about the wrap-up and to uh, tell us a little bit personally what it's like being African-American and working in Hollywood these days as we are in the midst of African-American Heritage Month. And then before we're done, it's the Bard himself, uh, Ed Sheeran, back to the New Music Spotlight stage with a favorite of his from 2020. That's all straight ahead in the next uh, hour here on uh, That Kevin Show. And if you ever want to get... Any of the things that we do, there's a few ways you can do that. Uh, we we archive the show pretty much in its entirety on Instagram. Just go to That Kevin Show on Instagram. Uh, but then also check out our podcast anywhere you get podcasts aggregated. SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, we are everywhere. And while you're there, sign up for the new music spotlight. Apple and Spotify both populated for us, and we are grateful for the fact that they do. I'm Kevin McCullough. Couldn't be happier than to have you with us. It's a rip-roaring Saturday here at That Kevin Show. Coming right back from New York. Uh, to the dry bar comedy stage we go tonight with the very, very cultivated gifts of one John Chris. Now, you may have read a little bit about him. He's had a little bit of controversy. Uh, I happen to find him extremely funny. And uh, so we're pleased not only to have him do some stand-up for us tonight, but a little sketch comedy as well. It's all part of the uh, great new kind of format of That Kevin Show, and we hope you enjoy. Yeah, 
have like skills, like manual labor. They know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? In Los Angeles, everybody's just weak. No one has any skills. Like people here, are like real job. What do you do for a living, sir? Retired military. Retired military. Retire military. Round of applause. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about right there, sir. Yeah. What about you, sir? What do you do? Fireman. It's a fireman. Round of applause, everybody. It's a fireman. Fireman. I like that. What's your name, my man? Andy, let's say when you were kids, it's a little cold outside, you're going outside to play, and you're wearing a t-shirt, your mom's like, Andy, do you need a jacket? What do you say? Nah! <laughs> He'd be outside cold. Blah, 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 blah. He ain't need no jacket, he's a man! <laughs> let's say you're in like middle school, you're at recess, you get a little tussle with your buddies, you come in with a bloody nose, the teacher's like, Andy, what happened? What do you say? Nothing! <laughs> I don't know what happened between this generation and kids now, just, excuse me, I have a peanut allergy. <laughs> I'm a very weak person. I can't eat peanuts. I can't smell peanuts. I can't even watch Snoopy. I am very... Like, why the bragging? That's all I'm saying. I know allergies exist. I know it's real. I'm just saying, keep it inside. I don't know why these terrorists keep trying to take out big buildings and crowds. Just take out the cell phone towers. We'd all be dead in two days. Half of y'all wouldn't even know how to get home from here. And he died in Birmingham, it was at 1%. <laughs> Men are weak, everybody knows this. Women are by far the stronger sex, we can all agree on that, right? Men, we're funny, because we try to act strong, no matter what. Like the other day, my buddies were like eating, they were like, John, we're about to eat, go start the grill. I was like, all right. <laughs> I was in the backyard Googling how to start a grill. <laughs> starting a grill are you serious i just we i got no my car was smoking the other day my dad goes let me check the engine i popped the trunk <laughs> my dad goes i can fix this go get me the phillips i came back with the neighbors <laughs> don't explain it do not explain it listen she doesn't get that joke let her go she doesn't deserve it I'm weak. I'm the first guy. I mean, I got no skills at all. I tried to, I had to call AAA the other because I couldn't open my gas cap. That's where I'm at. Couldn't, I have too much moisturizer on my hands. I couldn't. You know, when you pump gas, you click it and the, and the gas pumps for you. I was at a gas station. The clicker was broken. I had to take like three breaks. So just like... No skills. church one day and the speaker that day was um, was different I just sat there with tears in my eyes learning about this ministry that was revolutionizing the planet I'm talking of course about Millennial International <laughs> the need is enormous there are over 10 million millennials out there who have graduated with no work ethic, no job, no discernible skills at all, and they have expenses. Housing. Student loans. Credit card debt. And I didn't really realize the magnitude of the problem until I looked into the eyes of a millennial. 
and I saw that face with the, the dead, nothing's happening up here kind of thing. So I went out to the booth after the service and I talked with the guy and he really informed me about the devastation that's not being able to fund a millennial lifestyle. Core power yoga. Birch box for men. I looked over all the envelopes and my heart was really touched when I saw this one particular fellow that I, I just had to get more information about him. He was uh, Declan from Beverly Hills. I am an uh, aspiring photographer. I graduated college with an art degree, so obviously that puts me at a disadvantage. Volkswagen Jetta lease. Beard wax. Spotify premium. In his last letter, he wrote to me and said that his uh, weekend was, oh, how did he put it, um, totes lit fam. Literally have no idea what that means. Spencer membership. Pet food for my rescue dog. Uber's home from a pub crawl. A typical sponsorship program costs $29 a month. Millennial International is actually $2,900 a month. Yeah, it seems expensive at first, but when you see the need, it is so worth it. Trunk Club subscription. Essential oils. Annual pilgrimage to Bethel Church. It's the same as a traditional sponsorship program, uh, except instead of getting, say, a soccer ball for his birthday, he's getting an Audi. Am I capable of having a job? Sure, but I just feel like maybe employment right now would just kind of be stifling my creativity. Through the sponsorship program, they actually set up a chance for us to meet each other in person. I brought him an apple pie that my wife had baked for him, but I totally forgot he's gluten-free, so we couldn't eat it. I mean, obviously, I've seen Food Inc., so I don't eat the traditional meals like everybody else. For breakfast, they usually do, like, some kombucha juice. He really didn't have much energy that week, and it turns out, you know, he was on a juice cleanse. And I wanted to respect that. My wish for Declan, oh, gosh, uh, that he would realize his potential in life, that he would be better, achieve more. I've been getting blue ribbons and participation trophies my whole life. What do you expect? For me, if it wasn't for the program, I'd have to get a job. Or worse, start a GoFundMe. Many of these kids in traditional sponsorship programs are fighting diseases like malaria, pneumonia, tuberculosis. And these millennials have the same struggle. Peanut allergies, pollen sensitivity, lactose intolerance. Kids in Africa are getting typhoid. Declan was recently diagnosed with tennis elbow. I was originally paying vision and eye care insurance for him, but it turns out his eyeglasses weren't even real. To me, you can't put a price on friendship. Join me in sponsoring a millennial today and help us. Help us. Help us. Help us live the lives we portray on Instagram. You know that part where they always say comedy is always loosely based in reality? It's just a way of poking fun at the truth. That That's really true. And uh, appreciate the very, very talented uh, John Christ. And I hope that uh, you do as well. Uh, sure has been a lot of fun to have him with us uh, this week. Um, by the way, uh, Dry Bar Comedy, uh, the troupe that we uh, have linked arms with, has great comedy online year-round. You can get it for free in a couple of different ways. You can go just onto their YouTube page and see the, the posts uh, that they put up there uh, uh, each week. But you can also get the Angel app, which is downloadable and completely free, and they have the entire Dry Bar Comedy series 
really good stuff, safe for your family, and you'll always uh, come away laughing. I, I think it's great. Anyway, Kevin McCullough saying thank you for hanging out with us tonight. We've got more straight ahead. Actress Amber Shanna Williams joins me next. Ready or not, we'll be right back. That Kevin Show with Kevin McCullough. My next guest was actually with us at the beginning of this last television season. She was here to introduce what has become known affectionately as the most watched viral video television show in the history of streaming video. Uh, but, you know, it's no big deal because she just said, ah, I'll just, you know, 600 million viewers. We'll just we'll just take it and run. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Amber Shanna Williams. <laughs> Lady, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? It was just a few months ago that we were talking. And it we were, was. We were talking about the coming of season three and the anticipation of season three. And then we were together on the teal carpet. Um, and here you we are. You looked great, by the way. You looked great. Oh, well, I uh, only as compared to some. My bride asked who you were wearing. And I thought, man, I got I to gotta remember to ask those questions <laughs> next time. Hey, um, the season has now been fully released in episodes seven and eight came to the theaters and um, they're now available on the app. I know they're on the app because my 10 year old watched the entire season every week faithfully, couldn't wait for the next one to come out <laughs> and we uh, completed it together. But as you look back three years now on the journey, three seasons, uh, you know, under your belt, wh how are you feeling about where this is uh, headed and, and what, what, it, what it's been like for you? I mean, I, first of all, I am so incredibly proud of just the barriers that the chosen has like torn through, not even broken. They just, <laughs> just kind of ran right through them. It's been such an experience because no one would have ever in their mind thought that we would be where we are today. And I am so incredibly proud of that. And for the future, I'm really excited about what's coming because they have kept to their promises and every season has been just, just a huge expansion on what we've already had and it's been getting better and better. And I see fans say all the time that like, okay, wait, this is my new episode. Okay. Now, no, wait, this is my new favorite episode. No, this is my new favorite episode. And that's exactly how I feel as well as a fan of the show. Well, for people that are not, that are, that are still not seen it. And it's, it's hard to imagine that that is in fact true uh, because it's available in so many places. Now you can get the, the back seasons and even more places than you could before. And, and all of them are available on the angel app and the chosen app now. Um, but, um, uh, for people that haven't, uh, and that are just joining us for the first time, why should they check it out? What is it about this show that, uh, you like so much? Oh, uh, this show transcends so many barriers that, that, you know, people try to pl place on, um, on entertainment nowadays. Like, oh, it has to be faith-based. Oh, it has to be drama. It has to be this. Uh, the Chosen's like, no, <laughs> we're going to do our own thing. And it relates to so many people on so many different levels um, across faiths, across um, age, across um, sex. It's just, it's, it's a show that 
is for everyone. And I think that's the point they really drive home. Yes, it is about the life of Christ and uh, from the eyes of those who follow him, but it's, it reaches so many more outside of believers. And that's so beautiful. We're speaking with Amber Shanna Williams, who plays one of the, the, leading uh, characters in the film uh, in the in the series and there's so many and there's they're so well defined amber i mean you guys are like this little ensemble that you, a lot of you this is like your first major you know big time opportunity to do a tv series yeah. but you will now go down in history for being you know this character and really being so memorable in it what the, the character you play personally um, for people that aren't familiar, who is it and how is she connected to Jesus in the, in the story? Right. So I play Tamar and she is introduced to us as the friend of the paralytic that brings him, uh, lowers him through the roof and brings him to, to Jesus who performs his first public miracle and what the chosen have, has done with Tamar, because in the Bible, they're just, I believe, named as the friend is that they've given her f like a, a name and they've given her depth and they've given her um, a backstory, a, a backstory. Exactly. And, and, and beyond that, that they've actually connected her to other stories in the Bible, like the women who, um, who found a way to support the ministry. And so they've kind of used her as this, this force. And it's been so, so beautiful because it's really important to them to also include women in these stories that they're telling. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, her role definitely, it grows. <laughs> Well, and um, if you were with us when Amber was with us at the beginning of the season, uh, she actually told the story of how she just kind of walked on and got the part and didn't really didn't really anticipate doing it the way she did it, but she did, did it. Anyway, it's uh, a real joy to have you with us. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we will have uh, Amber's favorite scene from season three. We're going to pull that off for you so you can enjoy that. And then uh, I also want to talk to you, Amber, about, uh, well, February is African-American Heritage Month. And yeah. um, as a woman of color in Hollywood, um, what has been your experience? Maybe just uh, start there when we get back. Anyway, okay. Kevin McCullough, it's That Kevin Show. Stay here. Ready or not, you'll be right back. That Kevin Show with Kevin McCullough. Back to that Kevin show with Kevin McCullough. All right, we're back and so glad to have Amber Shannon Williams uh, back with us. She was with us just a few months ago. It seems like Amber yesterday that we were all down uh, at the at the theater and on the watching carpet. The, the episodes and, <laughs> and I think we went to the after party till about 2 a.m. or something. I mean, it was really late down there in the uh, underbelly of the hotel, but it was a lot of fun. And as the season went along, of course, this, the episodes were just released, you know, a little bit at a time, like like mm -hmm. usual. Um, the anticipation kept growing. I remember several of you in the cast telling me at the uh, premiere that uh, this season was going to get more intense. And it did, especially episode eight. If you have not seen it, friends, mm -hmm. you need to go do so. It's 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 ending the season at a very uh, significant moment in the in the narrative and in the storyline, uh, and really powerful um, and really well told as as the entire series has been. But I, you know, you've seen everything from start to finish that's been done thus far, Amber, and I'm sure that you have some some favorite moments. What was your favorite scene that you got to be part of uh, for season three? 
Well, I, Tamar has her big moment. Tamar has a big moment where she finally comes clean and tells Mary about just scratches the surface on, on where she's come from and what, and that experience, traumatic, painful, tragic experience that led her to where she is today. And um, that was, that was such a long scene. It took us the entire day. We didn't set any other shots to be, to be, wow. um, to be done that day of filming because it was so long and it was so in depth and it was so emotional that we just kind of needed to focus on that. And I think that was, that was my favorite scene because it required so much of me as an actor. It was a new, new place for me to be on this journey of storytelling that I'd never done before. The responsibility was enormous. Yeah. Um, but a favorite scene that I was not a part of, but I just rewinded is when uh, uh, Jesus says, I am the law of Moses. Just that whole scene was just oh. spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was in the trailer for the season too. So people oh, yeah. have probably seen that. Well, let's take a look at your favorite scene that you were in. to sell for just oats. It still has my mother's blood on it. May I? I remember watching that in real time. Uh, so moving, such such good work and Thank such you. handicraft. Um, let me ask you, piggybacking off, of, you said that it tapped into you know more of who you are as an actress. Mm -hmm. um, this is African Heritage, uh, um, uh, African American Heritage Month, and um, we've talked about ceilings being broken in all kinds yeah. of places in recent years. Uh, what has been your journey as a young woman of color in Hollywood today? 
Uh, well, it's, 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 it's a difficult journey for, for all of us, but it's in particular, um, a bit of a challenge for me, um, for many reasons, there's often not enough room. <laughs> um, as spacious as this this business is, this industry is, there there's often a limit that they place on people that look like me to be a part of something. We are often called tokens or whatnot, and that's something I experienced quite a bit. Um, and what the chosen gave me um, is that she's a representative of so many. She is the other, which is something I experience in many rooms I walk in, being the other uh, foreigner, someone who speaks a different language. Because as you know, I live in Spain right now. I'm in Madrid at this moment, and this is just my daily life. And um, But what that does is it creates um, someone or gives an opportunity for those who feel underrepresented to have someone to connect to. And I did not realize that responsibility when I first came on, I was just happy to be working. As you mentioned before, that a lot of us were kind of on the verge of quitting. It's just, it's, it's really hard. And um, once the opportunity came through and, you know, seasons came out and I started to get an, an outpouring of messages and love from people that look a lot like me saying how much they appreciate seeing my face on screen and that their daughters and their children. And it just made me really think about kind of the responsibility I have um, and how much um, gratitude I need to also be to be having as well for the opportunity because me being a part of something means that it's going to create opportunities for others as well because having me on the show for example is going to she's going to need a, a, um, relatives or, or, or friends um, from her community and that provides more opportunities that a lot of people don't kind of think about that um, and it's been such just such a blessing especially during Black History Month which is also my birthday month <laughs> so mm, it's like happy birthday Thank you. Um, it's just. Would you turn twenty-two again? Come on, stop. Oh, that. listen. Yeah, it's my anniversary of my twenty-first birthday. I don't remember which anniversary, but it's one of them. <laughs> well, we can't wait for season four. So I have a feeling we'll be chatting again sometime in the next few months. <laughs> Amber Shanna Williams, thank you so much for spending some time with us tonight. We are so grateful. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for having me here. I appreciate you got it. it. Kevin McCullough, stay with us. Ed Sheeran returns to the music stage next. Ready or not, he'll be right back. That Kevin. Serving it up with a no-drink minimum. It's that Kevin show. Ladies and gentlemen, back to the spotlight stage. One of your favorites with his second selection tonight, Ed Sheeran. Stop the clocks, it's amazing. You should see the way the light dances up your head A million colors of hazel, golden and red Saturday morning is fading The sun's reflected by the coffee in your hand My eyes are caught in your gaze all over again We will 
Hoping it's not too late to wish you one last Valentine's Week special. There from Ed Sheeran, closing out the music spotlight tonight. Get all of the music spotlight selections on Apple Music or Spotify. Just search New Music Spotlight 2023. I'm Kevin McCullough, thanking you for being part of That Kevin Show. Hoping you'll come back next week at this same time, same place. As we try to make your weekend just a little bit better.